Hi, Fordy. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. It's funny to me, I have actually a call on WhatsApp. Nowadays, everything is on Zoom or Teams. I know. Oh, I'll call you on WhatsApp. I thought, oh, yeah, that's actually also possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for appearing on today's episode of the Enabled in Academia podcast. Yeah? Um, so yes. normally when we start, when I start, um, I like to ask all my guests sort of to provide some sort of background information about themselves or to inform us of their greatest academic accomplishments or their research interests. It just helps to sort oh. of, um, it helps the audience engage more as well. Yes. So yeah, would you so, like, yeah. So my, my, just before we sort of will start, I mean, you send obviously the questions by email, which is great. Um, how are you recording this then? Or do you have a separate recording device? Yes. Oh, okay. So you'll just find the questions me, I get my answers and stuff, and then... Yeah. That's it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm ready when you are ready. Okay. So my first question was, do you mind informing us about your greatest academic accomplishments or your research interests, etc.? It just helps to um, widen audience engagement. Yes, of course. Uh, and thank you so much for inviting me to join your uh, podcast series. It's lovely to be on your on your show. <laughs> thank so, you. I'm Dr. Pali Othamans. I'm a female tech leader in the UK. Uh, by background, I'm a neuroscientist and psychologist. So I did my PhD in cognitive neuroscience and then sort of moved a bit away from that and, you know, worked more on education and improving education, experiences of students, improving the way you know, one can learn um, in terms of teaching and learning, but also assessments. And particularly also one of the things is, you know, the skills we are trying to develop as learners, whether you are a young learner, whether you are at university, whether you're at work and, you know, you want to learn something else or your job requires you to, you know, upskill yourself a little bit. Very interested in, you know, the way people learn and what makes them, you know, motivated and um, engaging with their learning, you know, content or materials. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Ottomans Institute, and I think that's probably when we're talking about my greatest accomplishments. That's probably where I would say um, two, but I'll I'll stick to one for now. I'll we'll probably come on the second one a bit later. Is we built the first independent AI teacher, uh, which we call OI AI, so Ottomans Institute Artificial Intelligence, and our mission is to upskill 750 million underserved learners globally by 2030 and as part of my role there I oversee the research uh, well, amongst a lot of other things <laughs> that you know drive the product development so I would definitely say having our OII teacher life um, accessible for lots of people to engage with um, I think that's probably one of the biggest achievements because a lot of you know, hard work went beyond behind the scenes with the entire team and I think it looks really great what we have achieved so far. Yes. And do you mind telling us a little bit more about the Ottomans Institute? Yes, of course. Um, so Ottomans Institute, it, the story goes back quite a, a few years ago now, actually. Time flies, I guess, when you're having fun, as they say. <laughs> um, so together with the other co-founder, David Itia, we we decided we wanted to make a difference. And, and for that, we identified that uh, when we had traveled to Southeast Asia to train and teach people, I guess as you do sort of when you graduate, um, we, we identified that actually a lot of people there had 
on Madras University or schooling, but a lot of them were not able to get a job. And we thought this is quite strange because the unemployment rates are really high, there are jobs out there, you know, why are these people not being able to get a job? And what we found then is that a lot of people actually didn't have the skill set to get a job. And what I mean by that is, okay, they may have been a great engineer or a great know, assistant or whatever it is that they studied, but they were not able to present themselves. So when it came to you know, writing their CV or uh, writing that cover letter or a statement or however it's being called nowadays in different areas, different industries, they were not really able to communicate their strengths and skills and you know, sell themselves to a company, to or an industry, an organization that they were keen on joining. And well, if they were successful of getting the interview, then they were stuck there, again, not being able to pitch themselves properly, so to speak. So we thought, hmm, this is quite a big problem actually, because it affects millions of people, um, not just only in Southeast Asia, then we did lots of research uh, by talking to learners, talking to teachers, talking to other people that are involved in education, you know, people like uh, the principal of the school, for instance, or of an institution, but we also talked to people more in, in government areas. And we found out that, especially in those regions, um, there wasn't a real focus on the development of these transferable skills and you know personal development and professional development in the let's say curriculum whether it's a national curriculum or a school curriculum it was very focused on learning the content of let's say engineering so you know physics chemistry maths biology or if it was more about accounting you know learning how the financial systems work and being able to understand excel understanding where balance sheets are but then how to get a job afterwards uh, was not really discussed, you know, how to behave in the workplace, how to be a professional. So we thought there is a real gap here. So what we did, um, and this is uh, just before COVID-19, we, you know, we founded our company, Automata Institute, in February 2020. And we then were supposed to launch our own training program that we had developed, uh, our own curriculum, and we called it our employability curriculum, we're supposed to launch that in person in a few places in India. Now, obviously, COVID-19 hit and we got stuck. This was not possible because you know there was no travel, nothing whatsoever. So we were still very keen on launching the program. So what we did is we turned it into a digital program. So we had to very quickly pivot everything to make it digital friendly. So we used Zoom because we found that was very easy and a lot of people actually already knew how, how it worked and it was very user friendly. But that also meant the content had to be, let's say, digitized because the way you interact with people in a classroom is slightly different potentially than how you do it online. So we tweaked everything and launched anyway. And it was actually quite a, a success. And, and we didn't expect that, but in a few months, we had expanded to about 11 countries, you know, just in the pandemic time. And we couldn't keep up with the trainers because as more and more people were interested in joining the program, of course, we needed trainers uh, or teachers, you know, to teach the content. So we got luckily a lot of support also from students at uh, higher, higher education institutions in the UK who said, hey, I would like to join or even in volunteering roles. But then we thought, okay, this is great. But at one point we had to sort of put a pause because this was not scalable. It was um, a lot of logistics behind the scenes, but also at one point one may lose a little bit of the quality Right, the quality assurance that comes with teaching, because it's very important that you know you maintain a minimum standard of quality that you have set out. And every teacher is different, you know, every human is different. So it's very difficult to to maintain that. And we thought, okay, 
what are we going to do now? <laughs> so what we found, because we did research on our own curriculum as well, and we found that it was transferable in many countries. So the same employability curriculum could be taught in all these different countries. And at the, I think at one point we reached 13 different countries uh, across the globe in, in three continents. And so we knew the, the curriculum was fine. That worked out. Students liked it. The trainers liked it. The students did well at the end of their assessment that they got. And what we found out by interacting with the students and you know, asking them questions sort of in focus groups and interviews as well as surveys is what we found is that the trainer made a difference. Because of the trainer, and not necessarily one or two in, you know, specifically, but generally because they had that person there that they could ask questions, you mm-hmm. know, interact with, clarify anything. That's what we found. This is what's making the difference. So we thought, okay, how can we scale this trainer? <laughs> because we need many more of them. So that's why we thought AI or artificial intelligence could come into play. So I believe it was um, 20, early 2021, I can't recall the exact month, is when we then launched our first MVP of our, our uh, AI digital teacher. And we tested it with, with students and they loved it. It was, of course, a first prototype, you know, it was not perfect yet. But one of our, I guess, one of our, um, North Stars and the company, what we really want to embed is this humanness. So the, the, our digital AI teacher is human-like. And what we mean by that is we try to mimic as much as possible the interaction you would have with a human person, you know, on Zoom or on Teams or in a classroom, but then online using our digital teacher. So that is, um, that is our, that is sort of how we existed. So at the moment we have our, as I mentioned, our independent AI teacher online, people can interact with it, but then that's for basically anyone. But then we also thought, okay, we also want to serve the younger people and maybe they're not that, you know, they might not like uh, an actual human teacher. So what we did is we also built a, a user-friendly teacher, an AI teacher for children. And we call him uh, Teddy AI. So Teddy uh, is a teddy bear, <laughs> uh, as you may guess from the name, and he is also human-like. So he has the same classic characteristics as the digital human teacher, which is more, let's say, for adults or even 16 plus. But he is very focused on young children between the ages of, I would say, four and eight or four and nine to help them, you know, with their English, learning new vocabulary, uh, topics that they get taught in school, like you know, geography, history, science, uh, etc., computing but then in a conversational way. So the main aim of both of these products at the moment is to converse, to talk, to engage with the learner, like you would engage with me if I was your personal tutor and you know, you would book me in for, I don't know, Friday, three o'clock, you know, we would join on a Zoom call and you can ask me anything, right? Because I'm your tutor. Yes. And that is one of our main key points that you can ask, you can discuss, you can clarify, you can engage. So that's sort of how Audemars Institute exists or came to existence, and that's sort of the focus of what we have at the moment. That is so cool. And also, do you mind me asking um, how people were able to access these sorts of educational programs that you offered? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Teddy AI, if we start with that one, mm-hmm. he is uh, he is available at the moment on Android. So if you go to the Google Play Store and you just type Teddy AI, you should find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can download and interact with him. Yes. We are working on an iOS version. We know that many people have uh, an iOS device. So that will be coming uh, soon. So keep an eye out on our channels. Yay. Oh. 
But if you do want to interact with Teddy and you don't have it in Android, you can also go to teddyai.com or just our website, oiai.co.uk. And then you have a link there to Teddy and you can also interact with him for a limited duration uh, on the website. So you can talk to him and play some of the games that are also on the app because the whole point between the Teddy, uh, about the Teddy AI game, Teddy AI app, is to also, besides of the besides a child talking to Teddy, also to interact and learn in a gamified way. So that's for Teddy. Now, if you're a bit older <laughs> and, and you want to interact with a teacher, you can just go to oiedu.co.uk, that's our website, and from there you get a link to join our teacher. You can join a one-to-one lesson and sort of see what you think, how you like it, and you know, please let us know, give us some feedback, because we're continuously looking at what our users say and trying to make you know improvements as we go along i'm so sorry do you mind repeating the um how the adult ai educational program version can be accessed like yeah no of course <laughs> no problem at all so you can access our oi ai digital teacher by going to oiedu.co.uk so you just go to your browser put that in and then you get a you see the link to join and practice and interact with our teacher yourself um, you can join a one-to-one lesson yes. uh, on a few topics that we currently have available and then you can start interacting and, and see what you think about it. Okay, goody. And also what I'm really keen to ask is, so one of my favorite topics is now the practical implications of AI or like the ethical implications. Like at the Enabled in Academia podcast, uh, our sort of focus is about the disabled community. So helping disabled students enhance their educational experience and sort of for me to promote like new platforms or um, new ideas to sort of help this um, cause further. So how do you think AI can help disabled students enhance their education? Yeah, I think that uh, that's an excellent question. And that's something that's very close to us as well. Um, not just like only disabled children, but very much underserved and unserved groups of learners. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that is the group of learners we actually started with. Yeah. So when I mentioned before, we had gone to all these different countries. Um, those are the learners we started serving, underserved and unserved learners. So it could be people that, you know, may not have access to education, have difficulty accessing education. Um, and that's very much a priority focus for us um, at Autobahn's Institute. And um, what I would say is that with the use of AI, there are so many data points, you know, everything is at our, you know, at our fingertips, so to speak, out there, right? And with AI, we can really get personalized attention mm-hmm. from something that has more data than any single solution in history. And I think that's what the AI, the impact of AI could be. So especially for people that uh, have learning difficulties or different learning needs, I think AI can be a very great solution because you can really tailor and personalize the experience for those learners. Because that's difficult to do in a classroom because there are many people in a classroom and you only have limited number of time and resources at your disposal when you're you know, teaching a class. So it's difficult to give really one-to-one support. And if you are a learner that needs one-to-one support, which is totally fine, it can be very uh, inaccessible as well to get that whether it is too expensive, because one-to-one sessions can be really expensive, you know, let's say tutoring, if I take that as an example, but also it may not be at the time that suits you. You know, if you are if you are a learner, and I think about that as well, you know, some learners, some people are more morning people, some more evening, you know, you may have a job, you mm-hmm. have to go to work, and then afterwards you're studying in the evening, you know, you don't have someone at your disposal 24 seven. 
but with with our digital AI human teacher, you have access to a, a, a human-like teacher 24-7 in your pocket because it's available on your smartphone. That is so exciting. And also what I wanted to say is like for me personally, like I think AI can even be incorporated within the traditional teaching space, like within even the human interaction uh, side, because like maybe it can be helped, it can be sort of used to implement in like lesson planning, for instance, like for the staff members to use AI tools within their own lesson planning, if that makes sense, to offer a different experience in real life interactions even. Definitely, uh, you're, you're totally right. AI can also help teachers with stuff like that. And I read a report, I can't remember where the source was, I think it was the other day. AI, a lot of teachers use AI tools to support them, to speed things up, um, to brainstorm. You know, when you want to make something new, it'd be creative, using AI tools to get some better ideas, sort of different perspectives, uh, with lesson planning in particular. Also with um, marking, <laughs> because that totally takes a lot of time, you know, <laughs> giving feedback. Yeah. Um, but it's also important that we teach the younger generations in particular what these AI tools are and how, how they can use them effectively because we don't want students or learners, wherever they are, whatever setting they may be in, to use them uh, in, a, in, let's say, in a negative way, mm. you know, by simply copy-pasting what a, uh, what a tool might say. And I'm very much referring now to, you know, large language models that are freely available, such as, you know, ChatGPT or BART or all the like. Um, you know, one always needs to be a bit critical still at the moment. I'm, I'm sure it will change in, in the near future already because the AI field moves and changes so rapidly and there's lots of improvements coming you know, every day. Um, but one needs to be able how to use that. What do I give an AI as a prompt? How, how, what does this look like? How do I further question the AI? How do I get the right content that I need as a learner for me to develop myself further? And that's one of the things we have incorporated in our AI teacher as well, is that she will, it's a she, <laughs> she will teach you and, you know, on the topic. And then after she's spoken, you call well, during, during the time she speaks, you can raise your hand. You know how you can do in Zoom? You can raise that virtual yes. hand or in Teams or whatever platform mm-hmm. you use. And she will then stop and you can ask your question. You can either type it or use the microphone and ask your question. Same as how you will do that in Zoom. Mm-hmm. Then she'll answer your questions and then she'll continue with the lesson. At the end of like, you know, a, a subtopic, so to speak, she'll also quiz you. You know, she'll ask you a few MCQ questions, a few open questions and to, to test, you know, do you understand, did you really understand what we just discussed? You know, just like a human teacher would do in a classroom. But you may still have questions or doubts and you're not sure. You can always ask her questions. And that is really, really important that the learning that we facilitate is a two-way conversation. It's not just, you know, the teacher giving you, you know, sort of dumping knowledge on you and content, because then you might as well watch a YouTube or, you know, TED, TED Talks. <laughs> if you just see it to listen to content, you can <laughs> might as well do that. Yes. Uh, but that's not teaching, right? Teaching is also you asking questions, um, you interacting with your teacher. So that's one of the very strong points that we have incorporated in our teachers so that you can continue your learning journey journey wherever you are. Absolutely. And do you mind me asking before we go now, um, do you have any further reading recommendations for sort of AI fanatics or like people that are interested in this topic? Uh, very good question. <laughs> I think I don't necessarily have a favorite, I would say. 
Um, I like to listen to a lot of other podcasts on what people are doing um, because those seem to be coming out more quickly. Yes. <laughs> you know, publishing books and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm more of a visual or audio learner myself. Um, I would say, you know, keep an eye on the bigger companies, you know, OpenAI, of course, you have Google that's doing a lot of things. Um, look at what they're doing and they often have, have, you know, the newest releases of products and things out there. And that's how I try to keep up to date with things, um, subscribing to certain newsletters, um, but very much listening to TED Talks, to podcasts, to hear from people what it is that they have to say. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today and for appearing on today's episode of the Enabled in Academia podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.